Jeff, and welcome to episode 96 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games. Joining me this week is Derek. Hello. Adam. Hiya. And Andrew. Greetings. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? This lovely cold <laughs> evening. Or it's not that cold. It's not it's even cold. cold. It's it, was warm. Like it was in the 50s today. today. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a cold month. Which, it's been cold. which, if you're listening in the southeast, fuck you. That is warm for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, you don't know what cold is. <laughs> I'm so incredibly excited to play disc golf for the first time in three months this weekend. Oh, dude, I'm so sad that I can't join we you. Have, Otherwise, I would have been there in a heartbeat. We have uh, Allison. I got a babysitter, so like fully committing. <laughs> Allison, this is exciting. Allison hasn't played in almost a year. Wow, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, so uh, it's been a hot minute, and I'm, I'm super pumped. I've done a lot of off-season work, so I'm excited to go absolutely beef it. Uh, but this is not a disc golf <laughs> podcast. This is a video game podcast. Maybe we should make a disc golf podcast. <laughs> um, it could be a disc golf podcast. Um, so all right, let's start with our shark bites. I guess actually the main topic of this episode is going to be our backlog power hour, talking about the game Celeste, which was my replacement for Final Fantasy Tactics, which Andrew and I have both beaten Final Fantasy Tactics now, and we will be doing an episode in the next couple of weeks about that as well. So you get a double dose of backlog power hour. Uh, yeah. But today we're going to be talking about Celeste, but let's start with our shark bites. Uh, Adam, do you have a big one that you want to talk about? Let's start there. We can all yeah, I'm arbitrarily bringing up the Nintendo Direct yesterday. We got our first one of the year. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I would say it is. It was a. It was a banger. I, there was a. Yeah. Lot, one of I the. A lot. One of the better ones we've had in a bit, actually. There was a lot of surprises in it. Like I think this one probably had some of, like numerically the most cool surprises out of any direct we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree with that. So I think. As I say, the most exciting part about it, I think, is that all those games, except one, are all coming out in the next, like, four months. Yeah, they initially <laughs> led by saying uh, the most of what was going to be shown was going to be out before, or for the first half of the year, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, so it probably means we're going to get another Direct around June for the second half of the year. I mean, E3. Yeah, around when yeah, it, right, E3. E3. Yeah. E3 will be the next one, if I had to guess. And that's probably where they're going to show Breath of the Wild 2 if it's coming out this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be almost entirely focus on breath of the wild too if uh 100 percent. if that uh they're, they're totally waiting for that this year um yeah, so some of the big things uh we got the new mario strikers game for anyone who's into that yeah i know a lot of people me. who are very excited That's about me. that me. i'm into that <laughs> now, this is a big andrew andrew one because uh, he Dude, also got this, his, he got a, xenoblade 3 is, yeah this is a big Dude, andrew yeah right. this uh it hit, a, it hit a lot of buttons for me a lot of stuff that i've said that nintendo should have done for a while like Mario Strikers, like uh, Xenoblade 3. Well, I, I think we all knew that was going to happen eventually anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I all predicted right. it one year too early, though. Mm-hmm. If it's still, oh, if it's the worst one in the last se- year? Yeah, I did. And uh, I said it would be the worst one in the series. So oh, no. that path is still yet to be determined. But I'm really <laughs> excited for it nonetheless. Uh, we got uh, Switch Sports, which, which Jeff and I were saying like so two exciting. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, like, How come that wasn't on there to start with? That's what I'm saying. Like one two switch, that's really what you're doing to to like, sell your console. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kind of crazy, but also yeah, very exciting. Here's the, th- here's the thing though. Like if you think about it a little more, the Switch like is already one of the best selling consoles of all time and it's been the best selling console of the last two years. And now there's Wii Sports on it. <laughs> now the same people who bought the Wii for Wii Sports might get switches. Yeah, the old people need it. Yeah. yeah. You can, uh, guys, 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 sorry, Adam, but okay, we sports bowling battle royale. Yes, (laughs) that's that's what we needed. Volleyball battle royale, we needed it's a real thing that exists. Volleyball looks really cool, badminton looks really cool. Yeah, Um, and they said they're they're in like they're already adding golf as a free update, so like they can just endlessly add sports. Maybe that's awesome. Real disc golf and not the bullshit frisbee golf. Oh my god, that game is something special. Yeah. Derek, did Jeff ever tell you about that, Derek? I I've seen footage of it, but I've never like played it. We played it at work. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. I have a picture. Uh, what was it? Did we play nine holes, and I was negative one, and Andrew was plus thirty three. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like that. Oh, just like, like real like discomfort. But here's the thing, though. That minus thirty three was with two that plus two aces. Yeah, we both had like I two, got or three two aces. aces. The game is a sham. Um, it doesn't make sense. 
Some other big notable things. Uh, a lot of people were predicting Mario Kart 9 was going to come out this year. Well, surprise. Sort of. They're giving us six new DLC packs for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which... With, with like eight courses each. Yeah. Which that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm really excited for. I'm a little bit bummed. I was talking to Andrew about this earlier. I'm a little bit bummed that we're not we're not getting Mario Kart Nine. But Mario Kart Eight is so perfect that I'm just content with getting more of that. Even though I it's think I'm, sure. I'm almost. I'm finally have to buy Mario Kart Eight. You don't own it? Oh man, I haven't it, bought it yet. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I own it twice. I have it at on this Wii point. Do you think we'll get a nine? No, I hope not, not yeah. for a very long time now. Right, I yeah, feel like gonna, we can't yeah. What's release the point? over like seventy-five percent of all existing Mario tracks in one game, and that like same with like Smash Ultimate, like, and then make another one that goes back to only having like thirty-two. Yeah, yeah, they they've kind of put this in the corner. You almost can't top it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like there, th- almost every imaginable Mario Kart track will have been remastered in this game, which has the most refined mechanics of any Mario game. Mario Kart game, sorry. Uh, so, like, if they made a new one, then the only thing you're going there for is the new the new courses they design. Right. And maybe whatever new gimmick they have served up for us, which at this point, like, is I feel like only Nintendo could think of something that would surprise me in a Mario Kart game. And the fact that they, it seems like they didn't, so they just did this instead, which is like exactly good on them for not just forcing like a crappy yeah. idea into a Mario Kart Nine if they didn't feel like they had something good. Um, but yeah, I'm incredibly excited for this. I was telling Andrew, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get gold trophies and everything, but except for the 200 CCs because I still can't do 200 CCs. Um, just so hard. Just, <laughs> it's so tough. It's just a different game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a couple announcements for uh, old games coming to the Switch. Most exciting for me is portal one and two coming in a bundle uh so i'm gonna replay those for sure star wars force unleashed is cool uh no man's sky is coming to switch i don't know how didn't see that one coming how well that's gonna work uh assassin's creed Ezio trilogy oh yeah stuff like footage for that did not look no none of it looked (laughs) um i'm excited for uh live alive yeah um, yeah, a U.S. release. Yeah, this is a game that only ever came out in Japan. I think it was like a 94 game, 95, 1995, somewhere around then. Um, and yeah, it's in the HD 2D style, uh, like mm. Octopath. And it looks super cool, and I'm really Which excited. Which every, every game should be made in that style. Yeah, every 2-bit or 2-bit uh, 2D yeah. uh, game. So that's exciting. Earthbound. We got baited by an Earthbound uh, and Earthbound <laughs> Beginnings. I was like, <laughs> I was pining for it. Yeah, I was waiting with bated breath, and that like because it's like from the moment when they were like something is bound for the Nintendo Switch, I was like it's Earthbound, and then they Mother showed three. Earthbound. And I was like I was like okay, all right, keep going, and then they What's kept next? going, and they were like Earthbound Beginnings, and I was like this is the time, this yeah. is the time. And you have the- to like say Mother Three now. <laughs> you just announced a different game that was previously unreleased in Japan, and I'm like. Yeah, they didn't do it. <laughs> and then they didn't do it. Uh, we saw a little bit more of Kirby. He eats a car, but like... I'm actually kind of excited for that Kirby game. doesn't fit the car in his mouth, so he's just like... Yeah, his, just a car now. His mouth it has, is over. You don't, it's weird. There have been an explosion of Kirby mouth memes. Oh, I, 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 I love them. I love them. Uh, I think it's pretty cool how in that game that you can upgrade the copy abilities now like to make them stronger over, over the course of the game. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That looks pretty cool. Like fire turns into volcano fire and then dragon fire. Like, that's just the. It seems like this is just continuing their trend of taking their beloved things and adding something new. Hmm. Um. So yeah, it was a pretty solid direct overall. But uh, Chrono Cross remaster. Chrono Cross remaster. That's right. Uh, Which uh, has larger implications because if that was real, then that means the other uh, leaked games from that leak is real. Oh, maybe. The, uh... There's a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. Yeah, the NVIDIA leak. Was that what it was? It's NVIDIA. NVIDIA. (laughs) Uh, Derek didn't even know we made fun of him just now. Um, (laughs) I heard it. So, (laughs) so, uh, I think all this is really cool, but I'm not going to buy most of these things. I'm not a big Xenoblade fan. Uh, Oh, there was a Fire Emblem Three Houses Musou game they announced, which is like, cool. I'm probably never going to play a Musou game again. Uh, I've been, but it's three houses. I've been burned by the last several Mario sports games, so I'm probably not going to buy Strikers. Uh, Strikers is the best one, Jeff. 
No, golf is the best one, and they fucked up the no. most recent one, which makes me nervous. Um, okay, well, when I buy Mario Strikers, we, we can will play, play it, and you will. Sh- I will show you the way. I think I'm not gonna get Splatoon three, because I'm gonna get Splatoon three because it's like I got Splatoon two. The single player is just like a fine thing; it's not the best thing. And then I only play the multiplayer for a week before I completely fall off, and it looks just like more of the same thing. If it, like it's mm. almost like call. Call of Duty's at this point, where it's like, I know exactly what I'm going to get, and I've done it already. So I'm probably going to skip out on that. I don't know if I'm going to get Kirby. It's just not for me. So, like, out of all I'm this, I'm a, I'm probably just going to get the Mario Kart DLC, the Portal re-release, and probably Live Alive. Um, so, like, I think this is a really good Direct, but just not... It's not a, the Direct for me. But, like, like we said, this is the Direct for Andrew. Andrew got so many cool things for him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, here's the... I'm going to buy all those. Uh, and I'm gonna (laughs) try to play them amidst the chaos that is 2022. It's a lot of games this year. Yeah, a few more weeks in our chaos of all the things we want to play. One more week. One more week, dude. Horizon comes out in one week. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. Oh, holy shit. Okay. And that's uh, if you didn't get Sifu this week. Uh, (laughs) which I guess we can transition to talking about my shark bite, which is the game Sifu, which came out this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrew's also played it. Derek, you said you were gonna start it this weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm currently trying to finish something else first. Okay. Um is it Celeste? <laughs> so, <laughs> I I started off on Sifu and I I liked it a lot at first. And then the more I played it, the more I got really frustrated with it and to the point where I think I'm not going to play it anymore. Um I think it has a lot of cool ideas built into it. The idea of being a Kung Fu master and going through structured levels and learning to master those levels um, is really fun. Having a skill tree that has the capacity to like perma unlock, but it's more of like a a roguelike type thing where you lose it unless you put in a lot of resources into locking, unlocking things permanently. Like, I think there's a lot of cool potential things here. However, the game the difficulty level of the game it's a difficult game and i don't have a problem with difficult games like we're going to talk about celeste today which is a notoriously difficult game um and i also like to always bring up hollow knight as like celeste and hollow knight being difficult games that don't frustrate me and when i do something wrong or like die something something bad happens i often 99 percent of the time take responsibility and be like oh i fucked up i know what i did wrong i can go back and i can fix it and do it better whereas i feel like they don't achieve that in this game I find myself constantly dying to things that just are out of my control, don't make sense, inconsistencies, um, and it just takes the fun out of it. I don't, I don't know. I've been talking to Andrew a lot about this over the last couple of days because we both got it on Tuesday when it came out, and I spent most of Tuesday night playing it and like an hour or so yesterday playing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just mm. something's missing for like a level of polish in the the way the difficulty works like i i run into like technical hiccups where uh like i was fighting someone and tried to pick up a weapon and the weapon just wouldn't pick up and because of how brutal the game is the person just punched me three times and i died and i was just consistently hitting the button to pick up the item and it just wouldn't happen and just Mm -hmm. like small interactions like that or like I feel like the the enemies don't have super consistent patterns where like when we talked about Metroid Dread and the final boss of that, like mastering the patterns and overcoming that boss, even though you're going to get your, the shit kicked out of you for a while with each stage. It's like I've played the first level so many times and I feel like I still haven't learned most of the enemies patterns because they just seem to well, like maybe they'll do one or two, like one punch it for the first time. And the next time I see them start that animation, I'm like, oh, they're only going to do the one punch. Then they'll do like two extra punches afterwards. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to learn? And especially in a game that's basically a loop, it like it becomes super frustrating. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I I mostly agree. I have a little more patience, I guess, with it, just because I I believe it to be an achievable thing. I believe that I can beat it eventually, but it's just that, like you said, it's the learning curve almost isn't even there because the enemy patterns exist but they're so obscured by the fact that oftentimes you're fighting multiple enemies at the same time so you don't have you don't have time to worry about pattern recognition because you're trying to focus on okay this there's this dude behind me and this dude to my left and i have to 
and you're thinking about these fighting game inputs that you have to do to to execute on certain moves. Like there's a sweep move, which is really helpful and really important sometimes. In order to execute that, you have to hit back forward and the the, the strong button. And I swear to God, sometimes I hit that combination on my controller 10 times in a row and the move does not come out. I also feel like sometimes I go to do that move and when I hit the back button, I jump further back than I jump forwards after hitting and you forwards don't hit after. Him. And I just like do this little kick in front of me and I'm not next to the guy anymore. And yeah. like just about like the camera in this game, I think is uh, a detriment to actually yeah, playing I was the just... game. I was just going to say, then then when you're, you know, backing away from the three enemies, you back into a wall and the camera fucks up and you you can control the camera, but it takes your your thumb off of the important buttons that you need to press to not die. Yeah. Uh, and it's like I've had a guy. Just, it's difficult, but it's punishingly difficult because <laughs> when you are in a rhythm and you're you are killing dudes and anecdotally, I was in a room one of the rooms in the second level where you are fighting like probably 10 people at the same time, I was kicking ass. I killed probably eight of them without taking a single hit. And then all of a sudden I got hit with one punch and two dudes hit me at the same time and killed me instantly. Mm -hmm. And it completely destroyed my momentum for the entire, not only room, but the run itself. And it's like, I like the age counter in, theory and concept the way it works is that when every time you die uh you started a you start a, a plain vanilla run at age 20 and when you die uh you age up a little bit you're almost like a life bar mm. uh and but every time you die a number one one numerical value gets added to the age counter so yeah. the first time you die you go from age 20 to 21 and then your thing goes up to one and then the next time you die, it goes up to two, and you go from age 21 to 23. And so you lose the run when you die above age 70. And your age carries over between levels. So the lowest age that you complete the level one at, that's the, the lowest age you can start level two at. Huh. So it incur it's, it's very much like a, th a third-person arcade beat-em-up game heavy emphasis on the arcade part because it really encourages you to go back and replay and perfect levels the problem is that perfecting those levels is really really fucking hard yeah i it's something i would commit to maybe if there were no other games in sight coming out but i can't commit the i don't know 20 plus hours to beat this game like a game that like once you master it will take you probably i don't know what 40 minutes to beat an hour yeah, to beat. like i can't put in the amount of time this game needs you to put in in order to get good enough to beat it it's just one too stressful mentally and like it produces so much anger and also it's just like it's just not worth it which is a shame because like i do yeah. like what this game is trying to do i think it just executes poorly on its its attempt at being a difficult game yeah, I like you, Jeff. I really, really enjoyed it the first half hour to an hour that I was playing it. But once you hit that wall, it's just the tallest wall you've ever seen. Like it, the level at which this game requires you to play absolutely perfectly in order to succeed at it is just ridiculous. You know, there's like because it's like one mistake and you and you die. Sometimes you 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 even don't make any mistakes and you still die because mm -hmm. the enemy AI is kind of bullshit. You know, their attacks lock onto you sometimes when they really shouldn't. Uh, you get trapped in animations that shouldn't like, that are, that are way too misleading. Like there's a you can throw enemies into walls and enemies can throw you into walls and you take a little damage and you take a little bit uh, of, of stance damage um, when that happens. And so sometimes enemies will push you and you have a stumbling animation and you'll be right at the very end of that animation and then you'll then hit the wall. And it's like, it felt like I was I was past that point, but I guess not. And I so I still took the damage. And then the enemy follows up. And even if you perfectly counter what they're going to do, sometimes they can just decide to dodge every one of your moves. And it's like, well, what windows is the game actually presenting me to do this without guessing right yeah in a game that's about kicking the shit out of people i find myself running away so often 
Like, he's like, I'm overwhelmed. I have to run away. It's like, I'm a martial arts master. I should be able to, like, like have the tools to take care of this. But sometimes the correct option is just to run away, far away, hide, pick up a bottle, kick something at someone. Huh. You know, it's just like, I don't know. So And the, and the skill tree doesn't really help either. Because a lot of the skills are, pointless. like... Yeah, it's like there's a focus meter, which I don't find myself using often because it feels like something that I should be saving for bosses and high-profile enemies. The problem is that it doesn't even do much to them. Yeah. And and so, like, and in order to permanently unlock skills in this game, you need to unlock that skill a total of five times. Six, Six times. times, even. Yeah. And not even. In, so, basically, single run. On, on every run, you have to, you unlock it, right? And then... In order to permanently unlock it, you have to then purchase it five additional times mm -hmm. for the same number of Which EXP. Which means, like, if you want to... If you die, if, if you lose... Sorry, if you unlock it twice on that run, if you pay for it twice and then die, you then have to unlock it again just to have it on the next run and then still unlock it the other three times. So basically, you have the choice of un unlocking multiple skills to make that in particular run better or putting all of your points into one skill, meaning that you're incredibly weak because you don't have any of these skills, so that in later runs, you'll permanently have that skill. So it's like, obviously, the correct option is to put all your points into one skill, but it's going to take so long to build up to have all these good skills. It's like, again, it's just the game doesn't respect your time, it feels. Uh, but we've been talking about this game a lot. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about it. If you're still going to play well, it after yeah. this discussion, Derek. Uh, yeah, I'm, curious uh, I'm definitely still going to play it, yeah. Let me know what you think. Uh because I'm very, I'm curious how how you're gonna feel about it. Uh, but I guess let's move on. Uh, Andrew, talk about your one more thing or your uh, sorry uh, shark bite. Sorry, sorry, triple click. We I... totally plagiarized you. <laughs> Our bad. Uh, much respect to that podcast, though. Love that They're podcast. Awesome. Um, my shark bite is the game Overboard, which I played for the first time an hour ago. <laughs> uh, it is. I have played maybe a half hour of it. Uh, to this point, but if you guys want a good version of 12 minutes, this is it. <laughs> really? That's what it I heard is, it was. Yeah, it's pretty cool so far. It is. It solves a lot of the problems I had with 12 minutes, which is that it, its interface is so much snappier and responsive than than 12 minutes is. It's just, it's just, it's like a 2D text-based thing. So all you do is select dialogue options and so, and click on which rooms you want to go to. There's no stupid walking around and interacting with oh. objects it's all presented to you through text which is really cool uh the premise is, is i think a little bit more interesting than 12 minutes in that you are the villain mm -hmm. so you in the opening minutes of the game your character pushes her husband overboard on a cruise ship and you're then you then spend the rest of your day trying to figure out information about the other uh, passengers and then trying to convince them that you didn't kill your husband. <laughs> it's pretty cool so far. I've only, done cool. A, I've only done a couple of loops, but like the way it presents information to you, the way you retain information, it like, it's, it, it's very, uh, it has a very high quality of life. Solid. Yeah. So I, I, I'm excited to see, see where that goes. Cause there's some, mm. It's the good version of, of twelve minutes. There's uh, really there's really not a lot of voice acting, so don't even worry about that. Love it. Uh, all right, Derek, what's your shark bite? Uh, yeah. So over the past, I think it's it might have been almost a month now. Um, I have been trying to check off one of my like most uh, raised backlog games okay uh so i'm finally now at the very end but i've been playing the witcher 3 mm. heck yeah nice all the way through all right <laughs> a lot of people um, really like that game yeah and and i can see why i can see why people really like it um my biggest takeaway from playing it is i can now see how cyberpunk wasn't a good game. <laughs> really? It took you yeah. playing oh, Witcher now. 3 oh, to now. know that? So, it took me playing Cyberpunk to know that. Like, <laughs> like, like, I think if I had played The Witcher before Cyberpunk came out, I might not have been as excited for, for Cyberpunk. Hmm. 
because you can see the weird like the witcher has a lot of weird jank that just like like stuff just kind of happens like little bugs here and there like technically it's not i mean it i it is like what at this point now a seven-year-old game so it's not the great and it looks all right for for being out in 2015 or whatever but yeah it's just like oh okay i can see how like they definitely their dev team was not up to the task of building this giant game that everyone thought it was like no they had there was no chance they were ever going to meet the expectations of what people thought this game was going to be hmm. um because like the witcher 3 was such a surprise from them uh like the the only thing the best part about the witcher 3 is the story and the writing and that's what people like the most about cyberpunk i guess is like some people do like parts of the the side quest writing and and stuff like that but like uh other than that like the combat doesn't get any deeper after your like first five hours of the game i feel like like it's just dodging casting signs and hitting stuff like fighting fighting different monsters doesn't doesn't change your strategy in any, any way uh like I, once i got a couple potions they were the only potions I've used now for the past maybe like 40 hours because <laughs> it, it like it's just like they make me sustainable in combat and I don't have to worry about healing so it's yeah uh but I don't know it's still like it's just like it's a fun world and the story is is cool um you get to kind of care about the characters like even though I have no prior witcher experience like i found myself oh, like oh i want to look up this to like figure out who you know why do why who is this person and like wh what's their history with Geralt and besides what they present in the game and stuff like that so it is it it's a cool world uh the side stuff is fun like the little stuff you can do around and and the side quests and stuff like that um but yeah that, i don't know that's been like my biggest takeaway from this the whole time it was just like wow i can see how cyberpunk didn't come out so hot <laughs> <laughs> all right cool yeah it's it's f funny how you mentioned that they that how much of a surprise witcher 3 was Derek. because i re i remember distinctly pretty recently i was reading jason schreier's books uh blood sweat and pixels and um mm -hmm. press reset i don't remember which book it was detailed in but he did a story on on witcher 3 and apparently the story with that game was essentially like they had these core ideas, they had like these locations they wanted to hit uh, and, you know, the source material they were basing it off of. And then they just kept adding more. Yeah. And they were just like, okay, just keep doing like, you know, oh, we have this cool idea, put it in the game. And then they just kept going and going and going. And apparently they just nailed all of the stuff they hit. So, yeah, everything, like all the little, little things uh, like the crafting, the the alchemy process. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, I don't really need this." And then as I started like playing the game more, I was like, "Oh, actually, I should craft all these potions and their upgraded versions because like they do help me." And then like I just finished. I've almost completed my first full Witcher armor set or whatever, which takes like you have to like scrounge the world for all these diagrams. It like tells you where they are, but you're popping from location to location to location and uh it's fun because like yes you're trying to like do this checklist of of all right i need like these i think it's like 30 diagrams you need to find because there's like f four upgrade paths and then there's six or so it's like 28 or whatever uh but like as you're doing it you start running into like oh there's this little side quest i just bumped into because that's what this object was near or i've i'm exploring this random castle that's like destroyed and because like there's an armor piece in here but there's also all this other cool stuff so they like definitely did a good job making the world like interesting and fun to explore and that helps that definitely helps make the 100 hours <laughs> engaging <laughs> Do you think, think they got eighty? Do you think they took their like success for because like you said they just kept piling stuff on to The Witcher Three and it just all worked? Do you think they were like, we're invincible, we can just throw as much shit in a video game we want and it will work no matter what? And that's what happened to Cyberpunk. I think and I think it went that's poorly. 
they probably they the biggest problem is they tried to take all these cool things they did with the witcher and put them in cyberpunk and they are completely different games yeah like yeah i mean the difference with the witcher i think is that in it was detailed in the book too that like not only were they consistently adding new material to the game but they were like actually quality checking it and making sure like is this writing Mm -hmm. up to our standard but the problem is, then Witcher 3 put them on the map of the big league game developers. So then Cyberpunk had such lofty expectations, and then they started, yeah. you know, restarted development of that game, and it went through development hell for 10 years, and then it came out like it did. So, so, so you think it was kind of a, like a, something they could never amount to? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to play Witcher 3 forever. I bought it on sale like a long time ago for like dirt cheap on Steam. I keep going it, back to it every now and again. I would say it's definitely one. It's like a worth a playthrough. Uh, it's just it is it is going to take. Uh, well, I I am doing everything, and you definitely do not have to do everything. And you can like I think I am I'm on like the last few missions, and I am ten levels over the level requirement to. Do oh that. damn! So, yeah. Uh, sometimes side quests are fun. They, you know, get you super OP without realizing it. It's the thing is like the the side quests are engaging and interesting, and there are some that like do have effects on the the story as a whole, and like who's where and and stuff like that. So that that makes it more fun. All right. We have been talking about <laughs> side things for over a half hour at this point. So I guess as, uh, at this point, we should move on to our main topic, which is the backlog power hour, power hour for Celeste. Uh, all right. Ooh. Celeste was a game made by Extremely OK Games, formerly Matt <laughs> Makes Games. Um, uh, yeah. It came out in 20... 20- 18. 18 yep uh it was the very beginning of 2018 it was a game of the year contender i believe it got nominated at the game awards that year for game of the year it sure did and lost to god of war yeah um but yeah this game is uh already a game that was in my top 10 favorite games of all time so i'm gonna probably take a little bit of a step back and let <laughs> you guys talk about it i know andrew has also played it before uh so i'm mostly super curious about what adam and Derek thought of it. So uh let's start with just basic thoughts. Uh I guess we'll start with Adam. Adam, what are your what are your general thoughts on Celeste, which I guess is a 2D platformer that is notoriously difficult. Uh basically you just go through levels uh what there are six or seven levels? Uh, seven total, because I just beat it like seven an hour. Seven total ago. levels. Um and uh yeah. The the main mechanic is jumping and then you have an air dash. You can only dash once while you're in the air. Later on in the game, you get the ability to dash twice. Each level is designed around a specific theme, uh, both location-wise and mechanic-wise. So each level feels very unique to one another. And it stars a girl named Madeline who is climbing a mountain called Mount Celeste uh, to kind of uh, find herself and kind of prove to herself that she can do it. And along the way, some uh, crazy stuff happens. But we'll just for now talk about general thoughts starting with adam yeah i think uh you do hit the you hit the nail on the head you say it's known for its difficulty because it's definitely a challenging game but uh of all the quote-unquote challenging games they played i think this is one of the ones that it feels most rewarding when you finally do it because you can clearly see it does in such a way that it, it basically shows you like hey this won't be easy but it is doable like you can always tell that it's doable like honestly most of the time my issue was like i went a little too far left or right mm. like i could see what i'm supposed to do it's just it, it it demands a such a level of correct input in order to get the desired outcome uh, its gameplay is pretty smooth like you said it's it's a simple concept it's just you can move and you get one dash in the air but with everything that it does from level to level it keeps that that the gameplay fresh with each level because you're right each level does have its own gimmick like a different obstacle to get in your way or something new to interact with so i think it does that amazing job of making sure that it's not just a platformer with seven levels it's mm-hmm. something unique with each time you start up a new stage and i think that's really something to give praise to 
cool uh what are your general initial thoughts on it derek um i i i get why people say it's hard but i like i don't know it never felt difficult and I, this probably is a credit to right their their game design and how they've done it. And I know uh, what you really like about it, Jeff, is it just it when you like you never feel like the game beat you. It's just like, oh yeah, no, I my my joystick was to, right up into the right instead of perfectly right and stuff like that. And you can't, I can't blame the game for anything it's so i I have to blame myself (laughs) and then that's where my a lot of my frustration came from in the game was it it was like all i need to do is go up and then left why do i keep going up and then diagonal up and like i like i know i like and every time i like do it and die and i look at my thumb and i just see yep yep i'm up into the left i didn't go so like i'm like making a point and then it's like no you got to be faster up you know it's just like you can't yeah you can't blame the game does it like the game clearly is like this is how you do this you know like here's the path to beat this this screen like you just got to execute it um there were some of the and this probably comes from like learning the game and like i look at a strawberry and be like well that's impossible (laughs) like there's there's no possible way and i just walk the other way yeah like like you try it once you're like oh there's no way like how and then i'm sure like after you beat the game you go back and you go oh yeah no i know how to get that one now and yeah i think that's that's the beauty of this game is it's as difficult as you want to make it because if you just go through the levels, no strawberries. Yeah, it's tough, but like you can manage it. I think most people yeah. can manage getting through the whole game. And then you're like, okay, I want to get all the strawberries. Those step up the difficulty just a little bit more. Uh, and then you're like, okay, I want to get all of the B-sides. Okay, that's another level of difficulty. And then yeah. I want to actually complete the B-sides. So the B-side being just a like a revamped version of each level that's more difficult. And you're like, okay, I did all the B-sides. Now I can do the C-sides, which are even more difficult. And then on top of that, you're like, okay, I guess I'll get the golden strawberries. Uh, so, like, the level of difficulty in this game can, like, be as much as you want it to. And then if the base game's too hard for you, it has some of the best accessibility options in any game ever. There's just a mode where you have infinite dashes. You can make it so that you're invincible, so, like, spikes and stuff don't kill you. Uh, they really make it so that anyone can play and enjoy this game at any level and Mm -hmm. just like have a great time doing it because uh as adam was alluding to it's one of the smoothest feeling platformers i think ever made like the feel of your jump and your dash it's just like feels so clean and smooth there's there's like you were in total control of madeline the whole time at no point derek was like derek was saying at no point do you feel like Oh, the game screwed me over there. Every single time it's like, oh, I screwed that up. Oh, my angle was poor there. Oh, I didn't input this correctly. Um, which is just yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not one of those games where it's like, well, I got hit by three things at once that all chain stunned me and I had no way to get out of that. It's like, yeah, like <laughs> it was challenging. It presented me a way to fix this and okay, yeah, I screwed up. Mhm. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, Andrew, give me some just general thoughts as someone who's like played the game before and, and this time you went through and tried to hundred percent it. Yeah, yeah were you yeah. successful um, in that? Uh, well, like you said, it kind of comes down to individual interpretation, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> just for the for my thoughts overall, we have compared a lot of games to Celeste over the last two years of doing the podcast, and we bring it up constantly. And that's all for good reason. That's because this game is a masterpiece. Um, there's really no other way to put it. It's like, like you said, it's the physics of it are perfect. It's so satisfying and easy to control. It's fluid. Uh, it always feels great to execute, perf- like you know, well or perfectly on a level on a screen, but never feels awful when you fuck up because you fucked up and the game like presented it to you in a way that makes it feel achievable and, and attainable and that you like 
the goal is so clearly in sight and you know what you have to do. Yeah, quick, uh, quick side note about that is like we, it's important that we mention this game is broken up into screens basically. So as you're going through a level, you see an individual screen and it shows you all everything you need to do on that screen and where, like all the pieces you need to interact with to continue through the level. And if you die, you respawn instantly, like less than a second, and get to try again and again. There's nothing hindering you. There's no crazy game over screens. There's no lives that you can run out of. It's just like tackle this one screen until you master it and beat it and then move on to the next screen and do that process over again. And that's part of why it feels so good is failing doesn't like put you down. It doesn't like make you stop. Uh, it doesn't belittle you as a player. Just like, keep going. You can do it. You can Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Which guess what is the, uh, central theme of the game's narrative, which is just the most genius, like, combination of narrative to gameplay in any game i've ever played like the fact that the literal like point of the game is to climb a mountain and the main character madeline has severe anxiety so she suffers from panic attacks and all and often feels like her tasks are impossible to do but through you know self-perseverance and uh and friendship and and all of that junk she ends up you know climbing the mountain and this and that core theme is represented represented by the gameplay which jeff just outlined where it's like don't give up the goal is in sight you can do it it's all like you just have to put in the effort and like even like and like it's really it maybe not even not even as hard as you think it is you just need to you know put the pieces together and Mm. like that is just so beautiful and then even once you get past that the level design is is impeccable the way that it teaches you subtle mechanics and new tricks and new it it like it'll introduce a mechanic to you and then like introduce a puzzle using that mechanic in the most creative ways i've ever seen like the game is directed so beautifully like from screen to screen in some of the later levels even the way that the music compounds on itself it'll add a new element to the music every time you clear a screen like blew my mind this time i didn't notice it the first time i played this game i knew the soundtrack was awesome but like the way that it's implemented into the the story of the game and the progression of it especially on chapter seven fucking beautiful yeah it's it's incredible and then the game has even more like you were saying for people who want more like i yes i did attempt to 100 percent the game i did i got every single strawberry I completed all the B and C sides. I got every crystal heart. I beat chapter eight. Uh, and then I probably got 60% of the way through chapter nine before calling it quits because that level is hard as fuck. Yeah. Um, and even that level like introduces several more new interesting mechanics that like were then used in really creative ways. And I never really felt like it, like those mechanics were unfair. It's just at that time I had been playing the game for 35 hours and I was like, I don't really want to put in the extra time and bang my head against the wall to master this. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't the feeling of me getting over the hump, it was me mastering it. It's mm. like I didn't want to have to learn it. And that I think is the clear distinction and part of the reason that this game is so great. I also did get 3 or 4 golden strawberries, uh one of them on the very first level of the game and one of them uh and I got the rest of them were all on seasides. Uh, so yeah, sorry. I, uh, no, that's, go for yeah. Uh, I don't know. As everyone has basically said it. I think this game is like in the upper echelon of like game closest to being just perfect. Yeah. Like I feel like Celeste has no faults personally. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my all time favorite games for a reason. Um, I don't even know what else to say about it uh i i do want to talk a bit more about the music uh it's composed by is it lena rain lana lena 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 it's l-e-l-e-n-a yeah spelling lena or lena i think it's lena lena anyways uh she also last year composed chicory which uh i didn't know i loved until i listened to it and realized that it got snubbed for best music last year um yeah uh this is a soundtrack that i'll put on all the time uh, Andrew gave it to me on vinyl, and uh, I love listening I to it. 
there. Um, and yeah, like you talked about the progression of all the music in the levels, it'll all start off like really simple and then you'll go onto a new screen, like take the first level, for example, where it's just like the, just the synth. And then you go on to the next screen and it adds the, the symbol. It's like, and then it adds like the main line and the next one. And then it's just like each, and then it gets like heavier and heavier percussion and just like new instruments met like, uh, harmonies and stuff. Uh, it's so well done. Um, and yeah, I guess the biggest and coolest thing about this is what you had mentioned already is the integration of the story into its gameplay. Uh, and just the story in general, the story of Madeline, um, we never really know the exact reason she comes. I think Mount Celeste is somewhere in Canada, right? Yeah, um, that explains a lot. <laughs> so we never really know the exact reason why she decides to like go on this trip to go climb this mountain but uh we, yeah we learned she suffers from severe anxiety um it's been like a plague on her her whole life she she meets a lot of characters uh she meets a guy named theo who also has his own struggles and came to the mountain to kind of figure himself out and that seems to be a common theme uh, we learned from the old lady who's the very first character you meet uh like mm-hmm. she says like yeah a lot of people come here to figure themselves out and a lot of them end up leaving and not not accomplishing their goal and madeline madeline the whole time is super headstrong and like i'm gonna climb to the top of the mountain like i need to do this for me um and uh, we can't forget that she literally gets a piece of her kind of like ripped out in one of the beginning levels and it's like yeah. she's actively fighting with herself the entire time i think uh canonically the character is called Badeline. that is true <laughs> um so yeah it's like the personification but, but in the in the game it's referred to as part of me yeah um so basically yeah she looks into a mirror and it's a version of her and it's got like dark purple hair instead of red hair and like paler skin and Um, red eyes yeah uh and basically it's just like the embodiment of all of her anxieties and like the voice inside of her head telling her hey you can't do this you suck you're the worst um so that becomes also a mechanic later in the game where this this version of Madeline who is like persistently in her head, bringing her down and defeating her is now in the physical world. Also trying to bring her down and defeat her as she's trying to get through the level. Um, and to and like, to go back to what Andrew said, like getting her to bring her down in both physically, like mentally and physically, as in you can't climb the mountain, go back down. Exactly. Um, like and, back to that, just amazing interplay of gameplay and story. Yeah. Uh, you meet a, a guy named Mr. Oshiro, who is a ghost who ran a, a hotel at one point, but apparently he died and his spirit still tries to run this abandoned hotel. Um, and Madeline feels inclined to help her, but then uh, Madeline chimes in and is like, you're just doing this so that people like you. You don't actually want to do this. So it's like that constant nagging of the person inside your head when you have uh, this level of anxiety and like depression constantly badgering you like telling you hey you can't do this you suck you're a crappy human so like to have that as a metaphysical thing there like actually stopping madeline from doing what she wants to do just works so well and like it constantly comes back up but then in the end of the game you know she comes to and she doesn't defeat her uh yeah her inner demons or battle line uh and like send her off um she like learns to live with that this fact this part of her is there and not even live with like accept and embrace it yeah as as not not a detriment whatsoever but a core and fundamental part of who she is and that those things don't define her as a person and that all in all it makes her more complete and in doing so it gives madeline the video game character a power up and you get an additional dash which makes you feel like the level of of emotional weight and mechanical gameplay weight in that moment is perfectly meshed yeah it's cool and there's also sequences where battle line will like you will dash into her and she'll grab you and throw you up the mountain to progress towards the peak the summit that was honestly the coolest part of that game in my opinion like just like the story culminating into that point and just making you feel borderline unstoppable because you've been limited to one dash the entire game and you're doing all these crazy jumps that you couldn't even dream of before yeah i don't know if any of you went back to play some of the earlier levels after beating the game just like maybe try to collect a couple extra strawberries or something by the time you beat the game and go back down to the first level 
you can absolutely crush it and almost probably not die in the first like maybe two levels just because you got so good at the mechanics and didn't realize how good you were getting along the way yeah because it, uh, it purposely the, perfectly escalates its difficulty as you go throughout the game i was gonna say the um the golden strawberry for chapter one took me one try oh really because it yeah. was in chapter one it was just yeah because it was chapter one i played so much of the game at that point it was child's play mm-hmm. it was like oh all i have to do is dash and cling onto some walls all right it's like by the by the point I was at in the game, I was doing like wave dashing and like the, I don't know if any of you got to the levels where you have to dash up to a vertical wall and jump off of it immediately to preserve your momentum. But then you, so you do like this, you do like a, yeah, that most, like, sorry for audio listeners, doesn't make any sense, <laughs> just pointing, but it's like, that was a cool mechanic that I had been trying to master and like, then to just go back to the first level, but. Yeah. It's like you said, the difficulty curve in that game is perfect. Uh, also, if you ever want to feel a little bit embarrassed, go watch speedruns of this game because there are so many <laughs> oh secret God, hidden yeah. techniques. Like people know how to jump off of spikes in this game. So yeah. like there's oh, like there's this like very tight frame window where you can like wave dash off of spikes and not get hurt by them. So it's kind of insane. Um, and the, yeah, yeah, the speedrunning community for this game is super cool, and watching those are very enjoyable it was yeah. like a, this game was developed with speed running in mind and that's probably the coolest thing about this game to me is its depth like outside of outside of you know the perfection that is its its core gameplay and narrative like it is such a deep game that's infinitely replayable because of things like those additional mechanics and the speed running which is possible because of how strongly designed the game's physics and core mechanics are uh, you know, like one of the crystal hearts in the game requires you to to execute on a mechanic that is never taught to you, but makes so much sense if you think about it, which is like which is that changing screens resets your dash. Mm-hmm. So you have to climb diagonally like in a zigzag pattern vertically through thin air by dashing upwards through screen changes. And when I figure that out, which I did not figure it out on my own, obviously. Yeah. But I, but after I like learned it and executed it, I was still like my mind was blown, and then, like stuff like that just keeps happening in the game up to like chapter nine and stuff. You're still discovering new mechanics, and it's like, ah, oh, chef's kiss, dude. Yeah. Everything about this game is so satisfying. Again, I think there's nothing wrong with Celeste, and it's what, like it's why I wanted you guys to play it uh, specifically, Adam and uh, Derek, because I feel like. This is a game that anyone can play and enjoy, um, especially. I mean, I'm very happy I played the it. way its story interweaves with its mechanics. It's yeah. This game will be like in the future taught in in like colleges about video games, about like design and story mm-hmm. and incorporation of the two and stuff like that. I um, hope so. Um, it's <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised because we've only been talking about this for like 25 minutes, but. I, it's such a small game there isn't a ton to it it's just such a tight game uh was there anything else anyone wanted to bring up and discuss about it uh, uh i think we hit all so, the big points that i was yeah. going for i didn't go so i i beat it but then once i found out you had to like go back and find all these things to like unlock the next chapters or whatever mm-hmm. i was like oh and kind of just put it down and i uh, actually i think i deleted it you talk are you talking about the the farewell chapter like the one they yeah, made like several chapter years eight later? chapter eight the core uh, yeah the core chapter and then right isn't there another one after that yeah that, chapter that they farewell. like added on mm-hmm. yeah that was a little i was just like oh i didn't even know those were a thing and then it's all of a sudden like hey go find these things that you didn't know exist by playing the game again. Yeah, but do you feel like you didn't get a full story just out of the first seven chapters? Like a full oh, no, game? No, I do feel like it was just like when the game's like, hey, look, there's more game, but you didn't find the stuff in the game that you needed to find to do it, so now you have to go back and play the game again. What do you need to get kind to of a do weird Because I remember I... I core. Yeah, I know I was able to you go to the You don't need to collect core. crystal hearts. Yeah. Is it just, just all the crystal hearts? Yeah, there's one in every level, including B sides and C sides. So in order to get to the core, like to finish the level fully, I think you need to 
have done all of the B sides. Oh, that's the thing is you can go into the level, but you get to a point in the level where it's like you can't go past this, right? Oh, okay. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, There's like a I... big wall that has crystal hearts in it that you need to have a certain number of. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, oh, so it's more of the incentive to go and do all this extra stuff. Not. I thought much. I was like getting locked out of like a whole like extra chapter, like piece of the story, and I was like. What? Yeah, I like, mean, chapter um... chapter nine is even more, I would say, indicative of that because chapter nine is the story of that is that Granny, the the caretaker of the mountain, who you meet in the very beginning of the game, has died, and mm -hmm. so that journey is about Madeline learning to let go of of Granny, um, and I didn't finish it all the way, but it like it does add a little bit to the story, and it's the cool little. Uh, additional arc for Madeline's character, you know, because, like, it, it, I think it also highlights the fact that, like, after completing the game, after climbing the mountain, Madeline still isn't a perfect human being. She still has issues yeah. that plague her. Just she's learned to become stronger despite those issues. And, you know, I think it's another indication of, of like, another part of her life that she has to battle through. And that the lessons that she learned from climbing the mountain helped her get through that. Uh, as for the as for completing that, it uh, the chapter itself is like probably a comparable length to the game. Oh wow! Or not like it's not the same, not the same, but like the amount of time it will take you to master all of that stuff will probably take you a similar amount of time. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. Cool. Anything else anyone wanted to mention? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, right. It's I was originally, I was originally going to like bring up my list of like my death counters on all of the levels and everything, but then I forgot to download the game again. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, if, if just for funsies, uh, I clocked in at just over a thousand deaths for the entire game. Nice. Well, just the main story, right? Just the main story. Yeah. yeah. So let that uh, to anyone who's uh, you know wondering how many times you're going to die, roughly that many. I would say I, I definitely was a close close number to that as well i think my number was significantly lower but that's because i had already played through and beaten the game before but if uh, on my first yeah. file i think i also spent a lot of time trying to get a lot of strawberries on my first file and i think i'm like 1500 deaths on the, my original playthrough file mm -hmm. yeah all right well i guess uh we need to give this game some scores out of one through five sharks stars whatever <laughs> um starfish starfish oh god <laughs> are we the worst we might be the worst a little bit or a little bit the worst uh i think it's no surprise to anyone that i'm giving this a big old five out of five it's one of the greatest video games ever made yeah and there's there, no i disputing no that. question in my mind uh i'm gonna agree i'm also gonna give it a five it's just it's just that good i'm gonna give it a four are you actually uh, yeah wow I I've been thinking about it all day, and I was like, I don't know. It it wasn't a five out of five for me. I'm a little bit upset by this. <laughs> <laughs> a game with no faults, Derek. Uh, opinion. I don't think it has no faults, but I do think that it is excellent. So is this our now <laughs> second highest rated game of all time? No, Outer Wild. Well, well, second. Uh, yeah, Outer Wilds yeah. is the only game that's gotten all fives. If you average it, then yeah. Yeah, right. Only every other game that's got two Metro Super Metro had two fives and two fours. Yeah. Resident Rest Evil, same Resident thing. Evil. Two fives, two fours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like. I would say that Outer Wild like is a better game to me than Celeste. So that makes sense to me. Okay, Outer Wilds but, is really cool. But are you still fine with us aggregating it as a Game Sharks five out of five? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get right. That makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a because yeah. uh, twenty nine out of twenty or nineteen out of twenty. So it's right there. That's good because even if you said no, I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the the third game to get a a Game Sharks five out of five? That's correct. The other one being Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil. And Outer Wilds, yeah. yeah. Well, that one we all gave a 5. That one's like right, a, right, right, right. That one's like a 5.5 5 out of 5. Yeah. Um, cool. 
All right. Well, I guess and then the next thing that we have to do I've is... Given, I've given the last three games that we've played a five. Have you? <laughs> I retroactively changed Hellblade to a five because I loved that game. Hellblade and Hyper Light Drifter. And then you gave the roll-ins with you a two. Rip. <laughs> I, thought about bump, I thought about bumping it up to a three. Three, but four, I still I, I I've been wrestling with it. So Andrew and I have given five games each a five, and Adam and Derek have given two games each a five. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Derek's other five was Resident uh, Evil Four. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Adam gave hey, it to this and Celeste and uh, Outer Wilds. I have the highest game game score on average by far. Yeah, you do. There are, there are two games I've scored lower than a four. That's Mario RPG, I gave a three, and World Ends with You, I gave a two. Yeah. Which I might change to a three. I think a two is a little harsh for that game. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> I've <I> retroactively <laughs> changed a couple. I think I went back and gave Metroid, Super Metroid a five when I initially yeah. had it as a four. Um, yeah. I like a lot of video games, man. I stand by Control being a two. I think that's might be one of my hottest takes. Man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I did not, did not like that game. Uh, all right. We have to pick a new game. Ah. I have a list here. We have, right. we have three games available that we could potentially be playing. Uh, we decided to hold off on Cuphead until the DLC comes out so that we can go right into the DLC if we want to play it. One day we'll play Cuphead. All right. So the next game that we're going to be playing is Metal Gear Solid. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, sweet. Sweet. Um, Derek, what's the easiest way to play Metal Gear Solid? I think just the PC version. Uh, can you get it on Steam or is it? I don't think it's. I think it's only I on. Dog. Yeah. Okay. It's not on Steam, you said. Yeah, I don't. I think because of how old it is. Steam. Yeah, this Let's is gonna be the the biggest out. thing. Is. Is it on PSP? Yeah. Can I get a PSP copy of it? Uh, I don't think so. No. Wait. Wait, Derek. Was there a was there like a Metal Gear Solid one through three collection that you may have left in a box in a closet? It's only two and three and Fuck. one. Yeah. Wait, was that the I one think... that I had? Yeah, that yeah. I now have. My one of, my one old of my two PS3s. <laughs> yeah, I th I believe um, Metal Gear Solid is only available on on Goog because I don't think it was ever say... ported to Steam. Goog. <laughs> Yeah, Goog. That would have two O's. <laughs> uh, oh. oh my good. You know Derek. who who my favorite uncle of ours is, Adam and uncle Andrew? Bo <laughs> uncle Boob. <laughs> I prefer Uncle Skeep. Uh, anyways, alright, so we're playing Metal Gear Solid next. How long does this yeah. game take to beat? Like, 10 uh, hours? 11.5 according to this chart. To yeah, it's it's not super long. Okay. Uh, may nice. take a bit considering the level of insane amount of games we are currently getting released. Um, the next three, three weeks in a row we have Horizon Forbidden West followed by Elden Ring followed by Triangle Strategy. And Sifu is this week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to do a full episode on Sifu. I think I've said my I piece agree. with that. Uh, I do think those next three games we're going to do full episodes on. Maybe um, Triangle Strategy. If anyone else plays, I will, I can talk to I, myself like said, about I'm, Triangle Strategy. There <laughs> is a free <laughs> demo. Try to play it. There's a free demo out right now where you can play the first three chapters and it carries over uh, if you buy the full game. So if anything, at least play the first three chapters. Uh, if I uh, beat Legends Arceus by then, mm -hmm. which is currently my handheld going to sleep game then i will play triangle strategy all right that's fair um all right i guess i gotta go buy metal gear solid now uh, yeah <laughs> i gotta figure out where i'm gonna play it is like is gog something that i can download for free yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you just download the game you can the yeah i say you, you just buy it from the website you don't even oh, need okay. the launcher or anything because so it's okay it's a drm free version it's literally like you just buy the exe <laughs> oh cool and it's only Metal, ten bucks. You're solid. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't beat that. Uh, should I play oh, this with a controller or a mouse and keyboard, Derek? Um, controller, right? Yeah, I think controller. And I, I just it does. It says it does have controller support. So. Yeah. I mean, it was originally a controller game. 
cool. I mean, you could play it with a mouse and keyboard, I would think. Probably, I couldn't see it getting uh, very difficult because you, you don't need, like, there's no, right? There's no, like, controller. Like, when the game first came out, it didn't have analog sticks, so. That's true. The original PlayStation controller did not have the dual shock. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. But I'm going to play it with an Xbox controller. Uh, all right. Well, then that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Looking forward to getting to play Metal Gear Solid Tactical Espionage Action. Uh, I you were about to say tactics, and I was like, whoa, 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 Metal Jeff. Gear Solid I know you tactics. love tactics. Dude, it's the year of the <laughs> tactics. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, all right. With that, we are fit. This is the most Psycho. perfect game ever made. I can't wait for Psycho Mantis <laughs> to tell me how much porn I've watched. <laughs> I I don't know if that's in the <laughs> PC version. <laughs>